The prof tweeted about it? He did. Oh, well, we're going to have to pull that one up then. Well, go go ahead and start the stuff. Start the stuff. And then start we'll the there. stuff. Do the thing. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 217 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. No Danny, because he broke his shoulder and broke his back being an old man playing the hockey. Old, what an old timer. What an old timer. He didn't do his proper stretches. Golfer stretch. He should know it by now. He needs to know. He says he's here. He's just here in spirit because he died. Oh. We will remember that. And now, <laughs> yeah. And then also on top of getting the message where he said he got the shivers today, it's like yeah. oh, the double whammy. Well, and <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that you guys had hockey yesterday and it might be a hockey injury. He's just like, I'm in bed with my back being sore. I'm like, God, that sounds like our event su- Saturday for me. Like I just ached and then I got the chills. <laughs> oh no. So that's why I'm like, dude, I think you got COVID, man. Ooh, hopefully that's not the case. Well, it's been going around too. Like it's the this new one's been going around and it's just been kicking butt. A lot of a lot of sickness has been kicking a lot of butt. Yeah. But we got Big G over there. Hey, what's up? Speaking. Uh no just Anthony as well. He has family obligations. He did not break his back and break his shoulder and contract a uh, an airborne illness that's keeping him bedridden. <laughs> Danny. Do so better. sorry, my dude. Get good, scrub. Get good, scrub. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Kids are little Petri dishes for that. Yeah, who knows? But thank you guys for deciding to join us on this episode. Got to take a moment at the top of the episode to give a heartfelt thank you to all of you that decided to listen to this episode. We're grateful for the opportunity to bring you the latest updates, insights, and discussions from the world of magic each week. Here's to many more episodes of shared excitement and community in the realm of Magic the Gathering. Furthermore, we got to express our deep appreciation to the patrons of the podcast. Their generous monetary support directly contributes to the success and continued growth of this show. Thank you for being an integral part of this podcasting journey. Big thank yous to Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, Nomad, Christian, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Ricky R, Chris O, Ranger Dan, Crazy Mage, and Whack P. Thank you guys so much. If you are, dear listener, are entertained by or are enjoying the content that we are producing, you don't have to be a Patreon to support us. Go into the podcast app you're listening to right now to rate and review us. Helps us a lot. That elevates us in the recommendation charts for other Magic players to find us. But one of my favorite ways, I don't know about you, Garen, but my favorite way, word of mouth. Telling your friends, your family, your LGS rival, the Toski the squirrel that's in your tree outside your window. Let, let them know. Well, he Toski doesn't really understand me outside, so I keep trying. Uh, there's there's this guy. Oh, God, I think his name's Crunk. He's very good at speaking squirrel. Pretty sure it's Crunk. I'll find him. Okay. Uh, hey, is he, we'll, does uh, he does he know anything about Cusco? And I think he knows something about Cusco and Cusco's thing. There's a Cusco uh, thing. Oh, oh the yeah. Thing for Cusco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cusco. The poison. There's a poison. The poison meant for Cusco. Is he an assassin that I have talks no idea. to squirrels? Maybe. 
Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeaking. We would be remiss if we didn't mention our LGS sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them now. Ah, oh, yes. The poison. Goose goes poison. It's all coming together. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where we lay out what you're going to be listening to on this episode. Starting off with going over to the Boggle Desk where we got some salt and sugar reports. We got the SEG Hartford events. Then we're going to be talking about the MagicCon Chicago event coming up in two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks. And then from there, we'll jump into the news. We got some buggy news on Arena. It was, for, it was just pretty interesting to see. And it's like, oh, let's see if anybody else experienced that. We got an update on the rules committee, state of the format, that dropped the other week, and then some secret layer news as well, and secret layer controversy. Dun, dun, dun. It's to the surprise of nobody, I think. I'm not even going to get into it today. <laughs> and then from there, we'll play our everyone's favorite game, the Contra Currency, which... It's supposed to be Danny. It's supposed to be Danny. All right. You didn't read the article, did you? I can't recall if I did or not. I think I saw something. I can't remember if it was last week's article or this week's article. Hmm. Well, we'll do our best. If anything, this we'll, might we'll boost find you out. up in the rankings. We'll find out. I, I think it was last week's because last week's was the... Um, last week is the one that I did. Yeah. So it would have been like all the standard... I don't think I, I, don't think all I read All the standard stuff. Yeah. I don't even remember what you had last week. It wasn't Yagmoth or the priest of the schism that was the other week yeah no i don't think i read the so i'll be playing the game maybe then yeah you will did you read it no oh well then you could play it as well sure we'll we'll, we'll figure out we'll figure out we'll figure out who's playing what so let's uh go over to the boggle desk first i guess and talk about some sugar some sugar yeah i i got to uh as our dear friend anthony posted in our discord which later tonight i will probably have to like sort some stuff out and get my my deck list out for you Ooh, I, uh, did you get good shit? I Honestly, I, I feel like I got the good combination of good shit and good shit for limited. Okay. Uh, ended up building like an Abzan token, like plus one, plus one counters matter type of a thing. Okay. Um, I got Kaya, which was nice. fucking sick. It's a good Kaya. Which, fun fact for those of you who maybe haven't read the card, like completely to the best of your ability um the token piece doesn't say that when it so you her static ability is you exile when you exile a card from either field or graveyard do you remember kaya's full name no (laughs) kitty yeah um you you can make a copy 
make that card a copy um, as long as you have a, a, a token out. Spirit's Justice. It doesn't say token creature. So if you have clues, if you have food, you have anything that is a token, oh. it can become whatever you exiled for one turn, and it has it has flying. Target token you yeah. control. Okay, that's cool. There's so a lot of clues sick. tokens. It was sick. To I like I had to like double check myself three times my first round that I got to play her, and I was just like. Oh, fucking sick. What was the craziest thing that you made a clue turn into then? <laughs> I didn't actually turn a clue into too much. There, um, So my first round was the only one I really got to utilize that too much. Okay. Um, but then like the downside is I couldn't... There, I did uh, make it into a creature that like when my clue tokens left, um, I got to make spirits. I didn't get to capitalize on that because I was sacrificing the clue token copy of the creature. And uh, yeah, you don't get to see the ability pop off there. But yeah. it was, st- I, there are a couple of games where I'm sitting here going, why is my opponent continuously trying to kill Kaya? Okay, whatever. Because I just kept making 1 1 spirits. Yep, yep. And my 1 1 spirits kept chump blocking. So in reality, I maybe should not have gone two zero and one. That's a pretty good record. I know. <laughs> that's a pretty good record. And my opponent during my first round, because that's where I got my draw, went even looked at me. He's like, "I'm pretty sure if we would have had like five more minutes, you would have had this." But we ended up drawing it out, which was just fine. This Kaya is actually bonkers. The more you read it, like that that making spirits, it's a plus one to make a spirit. Yeah, with flying. Plus two for for the surveil mechanic, and then you exile a card from a graveyard. So the downside is the static ability only works with your graveyard. But yeah. still, you, know. you, you you surveil, uh, you, you surveil Yogmoth into the yard. You get a yeah. Yogmoth for a turn. Exactly. So it's, I don't know. It's a really good card. I had a lot of fun. So it was like I said, an Abzan build. So green, white, black. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, and then my third round, uh, the person I was playing against actually drafted a Kaya as well. So Nice. So we had a Kaya off at one point. And by Kaya off, I meant we both played them during that match. But I killed hers first. Nice. Yeah. So you're the, you're the then, king of the Kaya. And then my Kaya came out like two turns later. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time. Uh, open up some sick packs. I mean, I got two of the uh, the new surveil lands that are fetchable. So, what do you I think of those? I think, well, one, the temples are gone. <laughs> temples are gonna. Do you think that they're gonna get like downshifted now to like uncommon or common? Nah, maybe not that. They'll just be the like auto. They're already kind of are the auto include and precon decks, but they will be so much more the. Yep. We need a dual land. Use the temple for a precon. Don't no. Don't put the surveil lands in there. No, no. I'd be sad if they didn't do that. Those surveil lands are just good. Well, it's they're fetchable. They're so good. It's just it's awesome. But no, I had a lot of fun. Uh, ended up doing that, and yeah, I I went to turns almost every single time with an Abzan deck. So was Kaya like the biggest thing? The 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 big thing that you got there? Like what no. was a lot of the synergies? You said plus one counters and um, some clues. 
so I mean I I didn't I only got one copy of the ooze card that you can have as many yeah, copies against humanity. Um, Blake next to me got four of them <laughs> so I was like I kind of just want to give you the fifth one just to make it so you can play it even better um I got a I got a lot of the so I, I suppose it did kind of have a little bit of a theme but it um it's it was uh I used a lot of the disguise stuff okay so I had a couple of disguise creatures that were really nice to have some trickery and stuff um uh, I had a couple of copies of uh give a leg up or get a leg up in there and um it really that card really works nice for a token deck. Instant green until end of turn. Target creature gets plus one plus one for each creature you control and gains reach. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good like, for a token deck. Like uh, my my third round because it was just three rounds. You got a pity pack no matter what, and then you got a pack for each round you won at this pre-release. And it was uh, my third round opponent. Um, I ended up at. To save the creature I wanted to save, and I can't remember what creature it was, I had to play both of my get a legs up. And so, and that was during game one. Okay. And so then game two and three, she knew I had them. Actually, no, I think I only, I think I did a clean sweep on game, or in round three. It just took fucking forever. Um, But yeah, so she's like, I know you've, got this shit because she's and she was sitting there too she's like what you, you got a single green open there isn't anything in single green okay i'm going for it and block did the trickery made my creature bigger you know make my creature grow it is it is arguably a scalable yeah uh, giant growth and it was like and she's just like well shit <laughs> i forgot that one was in here all right yep mm-hmm mm-hmm Sure. But no, it it was a lot of fun. Um so I used the disguise mechanic quite a bit. It was great mechanic. I you know, it's morph but better. Yes. So um yeah, I mean it was just, this was a great limited set. Like I I really don't have anything too negative to say. Well, how about you do you have anything to say on the uh ARG, the puzzle that is with this uh, I, the I pre-release did, was I the start not, of the puzzle. I didn't do anything with the puzzle. Oh, okay, okay. Was so, anybody talking about the puzzle? Nobody meant? really did. Uh, oh, I know okay. Anthony and I talked about it, uh, the dice. Yeah, um, so that had the, the 16 was missing on the actual dice? Uh, it wasn't on mine. It wasn't on yours? Nope. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. So I don't know if it was just a promo thing or what, like an internet promo thing, but it, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I heard a lot of people say they had a lot of fun. Uh, my round two, I got to play against like a pretty brand new player. So, um, him and I just like sat there and chatted a lot about strategy and everything while we were playing. And I was like, I looked at him like, if I, I'm gonna try to give you advice so that way you can do better and potentially beat me. He's like, cool. I don't know why you would do that, but okay. And I was like, well, because. One, I'm a teacher. Two, I love playing this game. And three, I want more people to play this game. So if you're going to have enjoyment out of it, I don't want to take advantage of you being a new player. Yeah, you're not going to be a dick. So there was one point where he was trying to kill one of my creatures. And I was like, okay, that that's fine. You can kill this one. You really can. But I want you to think about this. This is the creature that's helping me out the most right now. And I think I put um, 
like an enchantment on it uh, that gave it vigilance, and he was trying to oh he was trying to tap it. That's what it was. Okay. Um, I was like, my vigilance creature is going to like come at you no matter what. This one I haven't been attacking with at all because it had a it was uh, the uh, vampire okay. that um, creature two power or less comes in uh, opponent loses a life you gain a life so I was just it was just sitting there yeah and he's trying to tap that one down and I was like honestly you should tap this one because it's bigger it has vigilance like seriously that's probably what you should do because it also put the stun counter on it and stuff more bang for your buck and he's like no I I appreciate that I appreciate that uh, I'm still gonna tap that one. Okay. All right, cool. I think I swung in and killed him with the creature I told him to tap down. Hey, you but, tried. That's all that matters. It is what it is. But uh, long story short, like seriously, a lot of fun playing limited. I forget how much fun limited can be when you actually get to interact with the people and not just on like arena. Yeah, yeah. Having the conversations definitely makes uh, a big difference. Well, yeah, because I mean, first round opponent and I are just sitting there bullshitting around. And then we ended up sitting by each other every single round after that. <laughs> so it's like we can't get away from each other. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then round two opponent, like, got to be a, play a brand new player, which doesn't always happen. But it, it's fun to happen when it is you essentially have even ground, which is really cool because then you can go, hey, man, you built a fucking awesome deck, um, and my cards were shit. Good on you. Way to go. Or, hey, man, you did build a good deck. I just happened to get better cards. Like, it's not a, oh, well, yes, I spent thousands of dollars <laughs> to make this deck so much better than your 50-card mono red burn deck. <laughs> but, and it's just one of those things, too, where it's, like, really nice to sit and talk about things and that. And then, you know, my third opponent... I, been playing magic a long time. I, her and her husband sat by each other and were playing and everything. So it was really cool. And we just sat and kind of bullshitted the whole time and had fun. And it was great. So I do enjoy limited. And, and that it's great because then too, you get to sit and play with the new cards. If it's a pre-release or if it's an older format, you can go like when we did chaos drafting, it's like, I love these sets. I want to draft these sets, even though not everyone will be at the table. I'm fucking doing it. So screw you all. How are the play boosters? Because this was the introduction of play boosters. It was. You know what? Honestly, um, it was really. I think the play boosters were. (laughs) Danny, I was using it as an example. (laughs) Um, I think the play boosters, I think they were fine. Like. It didn't take. I didn't get any list cards, which was okay. A couple of people so got some five percent. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there were a couple of people like I think Blake and Slade who were sitting at my table. Um, they got some, but I don't think it ended up being anything that they used, type of a thing. But I'll say this: it was nice to have. I would say probably the reason why my deck worked as well as it did is because I ended up having a couple more rares to work with and choose from type of a thing where it was like, you know, I let my, generally speaking on a sealed, I let my rares kind of do my decision making for me. Draft, obviously that goes a little bit different. You know, first pack you kind of have a, okay, I want to go with this type of a theme and then you pass packs and everything. But sealed is a little bit different where it's like you get what you get and that's what you have. Work with it. So you obviously utilize some of your best cards, which are your rares. Because that's why they're rare. They're better cards. 
So um, I did get one of the surveil lands, and it happened to be the uh, uh, Celestia one, so green-white. Nice. And so I was like, okay, cool. I hope I get enough green-white cards to do that. But um, And then I got... Fuck, what else did I all get? This, this is why I'm going to take the picture and post it up. But um, Join the Discord. So I, you can I, see that. Yeah, I felt like my deck went really well. Like it 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 all vibed together. Like to me it just kind of looked like a hot mess of garbage that hopefully worked, but it apparently did. So Hey man, that's all that's all that matters when it comes to playing limited. So you went two oh and one. Yep. So and I you got I, three packs? I got uh yeah, three packs. Okay. So uh, pulled some I didn't bring those with me, but I'll again I'll have to post some of like the good stuff from pre release and everything. Um but, you know, I felt like I got some good stuff. Like, obviously, I got a Kaya. I got uh, one of the Surveil lands. And uh, uh, I got the, the elf that makes the 5-5 five, five wolf. Can't remember uh, the name. Tulsimir. Not yeah. Tuls- yeah, Tulsimir. Yep. So I got her and or him. It's an elf, so who knows. Um, In my uh, in my sealed pack, so. Nice. And that, that definitely helps pushing your dabs in there. Oh, yeah. So it's... Those it was you know, Kaya, um, Tulsimir, Tulsimir, and then my one other card I can't fucking think of her name right now. I'll obviously post it and think of it later. But yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? We've talked enough. Uh, oh, sorry, shit. I don't even. I still have the salt report. Uh, Saturday night, I was uh, trying to get some in person play because my wife was doing some crafting stuff. So I had the kids home alone, and I was like, well, that's normally the time where. You know, if I'm not at work, why don't I sit and play some magic with friends and I'm home and Shelby can do whatever the heck she wants. And um, that's generally when my uh, teaching buddy James and I get together and try to play some. Yeah, but all you fellas were busy doing things, which is just fine. Or the bosses said no. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, wife and oldest son had a date night together where they were going to watch movies. So I was with the littlest one. Oh, heck yeah. And uh, we fell asleep pretty early. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> But then uh, I, I let James know. I'm like, hey, man, I, I, I don't think we're going to fire tonight. I don't have two other guys to join us. And he's like, please hold. I'm going to put up the nerd beacon. Uh, Everyone else is doing family shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah so we're not, <laughs> we're not firing off. It's all good, which ended up working out nice for me. I ended up staying out a little bit too late on Friday night anyway. So, Yeah, how did the hot dish thing go? Was that Saturday? That was no, Sunday. Sunday that she did Sunday, the hot dish yep. thing. Uh, the hot dish thing was fun. Um, uh, definitely going to go again. Definitely encourage others to go. Taste a lot of good food. Um, it's fucking hot dish, my dude. You're always going to be tasting. Here's like, the thing: it's not really I, hot I dish. Doubt it's not really a, hot dish. What? I've never been to the it's hot like, dish it, fest. Like it is. It's hot dish. Like hot, hot space dish. dish. Oh, well, that's a rip. I know. Like, but there was a lot of fucking good food there. Like I mean, food is food, and like, like coming w- up here. Well, and like you definitely probably at some point like. Um, you know, depending on how rigid your definition of hot dish is, depends on if you say there were hot dishes there were not. But normally, hot dishes, you know, it's some kind of meat, some kind of like soup sauce, yep, veggies, yes. and a starch on top. Yes, there were some places that had that, which was great. Other places, uh, there was one place that just had noodles, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Didn't even try the noodles. I mean, you could have noodles with your hot dish and stuff. Like yeah, but it was it was on top. It was it was just it was all mixed. Okay, it was all mixed. Didn't work. And then uh, my place of part time employment did a jambalaya, which I oh, 
there's jambalaya. It was fucking yeah. great, man. Well, first off, it was so this, good. this is Midwest jambalaya, not like actual down south jambalaya. Oh, no, did they it, have... it was it was good. It had a, a just enough kick in it. They did they did appeal to like the Midwesternness of okay. not overdoing it on the spice, but they did just right with the southernness of a jambalaya and put enough in there for flavor. And yes, they did have hot sauce sitting at the table, so you could add more spice if you wanted. What kind of hot sauce? Just custom, or did they just do Tabasco? Uh, they did. Uh, they had a Tabasco, and then they had one more that I would common like. I would commonly see down south, and I can't remember the name of it at the top of my head. But um, they also had Coogan. <laughs> that was your competition. They had a then they had a Coogan eating contest, which uh, <laughs> I know enough people that work there that go, "Hey, Garrett." You should sign up. Yeah, you're a giant. You can eat a lot of food. Well, and so, you know, I I was like, I'll sign up. And the person that was, like, encouraged me to do this, I worked with her mom. Her mom was a para at one of my schools. And so I I see her all the time now because she works at Brujala. She goes, oh, I'm going to rig it so they pick your name. <laughs> Don't pick anyone's. If it doesn't say Garrett on there, put it back. And all of a sudden I get a message. You've been selected. Ah. I went over by the table and she's like, did you make it in? I was like, you rigged it, and I know you did. <laughs> so I get up there, and I was like, the second person to go sit down, and the first person was this little kid, like had to be 10 or 12, somewhere in that range. And so I'm like, buddy, you're sitting front and center. You can, you own that, buddy. You own the front and center. I'm going to sit all the way to the side. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden, older guy comes, sits next to me, and then... Two more people come up, uh, an older than me guy, and then a teenager. I'm like, fucking teenager's going to kill us all. <laughs> fucking shit. God damn it. <laughs> Old guy sat next to me one, the whole dang thing. Whoa. Yeah. And then uh, I took the, uh, so was turned it, my Coogan into a taco approach. Was it eat as many or just eat speed. the fastest? Speed. It okay. was all about speed, which I was fucking thankful for. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here, good here. God. Scarf down five Coogans. Which, <laughs> good luck. Okay, for those of you who are listening, if you don't know what a Coogan is, here is the simplest way I can explain it. It is essentially custard pie. And you might have some fruit in there, which mine did. It had blueberries. I've been finding blueberries <laughs> for a day now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and it, and then it's in, it, like I said, it's pretty much a pie, so it's in a crust. So, um and you pull it up like a taco. And I folded that shit up <laughs> like a taco, baby. Like they told us not to touch it or anything, but I'm sitting here like, okay, can I? Is it sturdy enough? I could fold it. Like the other guy took, just went to town and ate it as is. And it's not his first Coogan rodeo. Oh, he said that was his first Coogan rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my first Coogan rodeo. And That's second place, dude. Hey, well, all of a sudden, like we're two, like a minute in and all of a sudden I hear cheering and then I see the little kid get up and I'm like, no fucking way. And as I'm sitting and eating my Coogan taco, I'm like, oh, that fucker just tapped out. Okay, I'm good. And so I just kept going at a leisurely pace and then all of a sudden somebody finished and I saw the guy next to me because the rule was as soon as you're done, flip your plate over and show it so everyone sees your plate's clean. And he just looks at me he's like, like buddy, just take your time. And I had like three bites left. He's like, take your time. You've got so much of a lead right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not letting you beat me that quickly. <laughs> I'll show you, old man. And then so I finished. And then 
the other older guy at the table kind of finished up or like must have been like, nope, I'm done. So he stopped like eating. So the the MC is like, whatever the teenager's name was, Matt. Hey, Matt, you know, you could just, uh, because the rule was you had an empty plate was yep. was the name of the game, essentially. Like, you could just dump your plate on his and be done. <laughs> So the guy, he just dumped it on his, I think it was his dad. I love it. Dumped it on his dad's plate and went, here we go, all we're done. So I got, uh, I got a, I got a hot dish fest oven mitt and like um, pan holder thing uh, made out of cork, which was really cool. And a new Drecker hat, which there we was go. really nice to hold my hair back because I didn't bring a ponytail. Oh, Luckily, oh, yeah. my wife's friend uh, provided me one for the competition. Oh, that's good. Yep. That's good. But no, I, it was a lot of fun. I had a good, I had a good weekend with my wife. I had a good weekend with my kids. We went to this uh, PBS um, planetarium oh, show oh, thing over at uh, one of the colleges. In, yep, we were gonna go. Uh, we did. We went. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they had events and stuff too. So the kids got to see Clifford and meet Clifford and all that. And that have been so cool. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun. Uh, I'm glad we did it. And the planetarium show was pretty good. I wish. I wish our that planetarium at the college was a little bit bigger and like the chairs moved a little bit so you could kind of like actually look around more instead of like eh, crank my neck this way. That, that, that's some first world problems there. It's I a planet, know. It's I a know. planetarium in Fargo. Exactly. Not, not too many places can say they have a planetarium. So. Well, you know what? Um, not too many places can say that they've had a modern 10k, a modern 5k, uh, competitive EDH tournament and a legacy tournament all in one weekend either they cannot like our dear friends over at hartford did this weekend so this is what we got for you we got the seg con article pulled up giving us the results of everything so we are just obviously we're going to talk about the winners you know what we got a lot of past events to talk about so let's just talk about these winners so the modern 10k event which was on saturday was won by mr jeff white so he won over the weekend, playing Teamer Rhinos. Um, and Matt and I were looking at the decks ahead of time a little bit. And truthfully, there's uh, there's not too much different about this Teamer Rhino deck. Nothing you, you, new and outstanding, the, really. The most thing is like an Urtai Scorn in the side, and it's like, okay. Yeah. It's just a counter spell. It costs one less if you cast two or more spells this turn, which so, if you... Uh, if you uh, violent outburst into a rhinos, yeah. that's two spells. So it's like a, a non blue blue counterspell. It's a colorless and a blue counterspell. Exactly. So I mean, not bad. And it's only a one of. Yeah. So that that's it. <laughs> I mean that that's about the different. Um, so he white did win the event. This was a three hundred and fifty five person event. It's large. Um, he did win with the most played deck in the field. So I mean, it's rhinos. They yeah. did they did well. What was the last event that we talked that was big? Was that um. I think it was an SCG con too. No, it wasn't was an SCG con. Wasn't was was it energy? No, it wasn't energy. It was. Uh, no, it was no, it, it was, was energy. Was it energy? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, it was energy. Yeah, well, they, they that's their... what we're gonna go with anyway. Okay. Um. So four out of the top sixteen decks were Teemo Rhin- Teamer Rhinos decks. Um, the the deck posted a fifty five percent win rating. So there we go. So and then White did defeat Ryan Mullins playing a five-color creativity deck in the finals. Um, they both earned invites to the regional championship here in 
well, not here in Dallas, but <laughs> yeah, we're not in Dallas. Coming up in the future in Dallas. But let's jump ahead to Sunday. Then we've still got modern. It's a 10 K event. Uh, Jack Hine won second out of, so he won the second of the two modern events. Um, and he won with Amulet Titan, which again, uh, Matt and I were looking over the decks ahead of time, trying to figure out, you know, is there anything different? Is there anything super new um, in the main board? The newest cards are probably three copies of the one ring and one copy of Cultivator Colossus. But, you know, Cultivator Colossus has been out for a while that has seen some appearances in the main board of the deck. Um, sideboard, I mean... They got the new Stormkill Vanguard, and that's it. It has the, uh, the the bear down, destroy an artifact yep. or an enchantment, and then it's a six mana, six, seven. It can't be blocked by a creature with power two or less. Honestly, I don't know the reason why. When it comes to Titan, that deck is like very locked into place, and the, the one of fun of slots, like yeah. they got to have a very good reason. And I haven't read uh, the recent Dom Harvey update as to yeah. why they're using Stormkell Vanguard. So, but yeah, I'm, and then just a little blurb here at the end. Um, so, Team of Rhinos and Amulet Titan put up strong results once again, um, but the field looked a bit different with Burn and Golgari Yogmoth tied at the second most played deck. Burn, baby! Yep, Danny would be proud. Danny is proud. Well, that's one of the things. Burn is like... It's an easy deck to throw together. Yeah, like, and everybody tr- knows how to pilot it in yeah. modern and stuff. Or at least they should. Be, it's, like, the, it's one of the easier decks to pilot because, you know what? You fuck up and play an instant spell speed at the wrong time. It's not like you don't have any more instant spell speeds. Yep, you're still going to face. Exactly. So, um, so again, uh, winners won, um, won invites to the regional championship in Dallas. But then we've got a CEDH 5K event that happened, and then uh, this was won by uh, Adam Stahl, who was playing a Malcolm Keen-Eyed Navigator and Vile Smasher the Fierce. Um. So here's going to be the thing. This is a commander deck. There's a lot of cards. There's a one, there's a lot of cards. Two, there are a lot of variations that can be played of this partner commander team up. So that's where we're going to leave it. Dude, one commander. Uh, I'm going to take a stab <laughs> in the dark. He has a Thassa's Oracle, and I'm going to scroll down here into the spells and see if he has... Yeah, demo, not Demonic Tutor. Uh, demonic Consultation. If he has Demonic Consultation, then he has the combo. Oh, he has a Brain Feast combo in here. Uh, demonic Consultation, Demonic Consultation. Am I just blind, or did I pass it already? <gasps> Maybe. I must have passed it already. Yeah, It's not so. in alphabetical order. But you're wishing up stuff, you're dealing, doing damage, and you're making treasures. I don't know. But uh, to uh, end this conversation off about SEG Con, Heart Ford, uh, Legacy 1K. Um, oh, God damn it. I was doing so well with the names. And this fucker comes up. Gilmery? Gilmery Camp, Campilin? Campilon? Campilon? Campilin? He he's not really a fucker. He's just his name ruined it for me. I was doing so well with names. Yep, yep. Um, this was on Friday. He was playing a reanimator deck, which uh, Grizzlebrand, Grief, and a few other notables in there. But then obviously the main idea is reanimate the shit out of them. Yeah, I know the big get thing them in is, the grave. 
Reanimate them. The, the the big argument with uh, Legacy Reanimator decks is like, is Atraxa better than Grizzlebrand? Atraxa Grand Unifier, yep. that is. And everybody seems to agree, uh, especially in this case where it's like Atraxa and Grizzlebrand are a 3-3 split. So. Yeah. Um, but for you old folk out there who like thinking about back in your day. I did I did enjoy seeing that they had an, had an event for this as well. So for all the, all you boomer players out there, here it is. Pre-modern. So this is before modern even was a thing. EB Pit won first place in pre-modern for the the one K playing. You got, you got that name right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh playing a mono red aggro deck. So there you go. Some mono red aggro coming in hot. I mean, you, you can't beat Mono Red Aggro. I mean, it's you just, can beat it. Well, it's you, a beatable deck. It is a beatable deck. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a solid deck. It's every every format. You're going to find a Mono Red deck. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that for you. That's, uh, that kind of wraps that up. So let's talk about some upcoming events. Uh, there is MagicCon Chicago coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, all those uh, badge information is pretty well the same. Oh, wait. This just in. There is a major change. They're making it more family-friendly, Matt. Are they? They're putting in a family center. Well, family magic, I think, is what it's called. Well, it's a family center. I mean... Let's just say it as it is. It's a family center. Yeah. Do we get the the coin uh, stroller carts that no, we can push around in there? No, no. Sorry. Uh, this well, what is, are they doing instead? Well, they're this, not giving you the strollers with the coin inserts. This is what they're doing. So they are calling this lineup Family Magic at MagicCon Chicago. This new area will be a self-guided, scheduled activity for kids, families, and all ages going throughout regular con events. And then some activities do include making creations with Play-Doh. There will be coloring pages to do a station to craft a crown, for those of you who like playing Monarch. <laughs> but you didn't know that's what that was for, Matt. I did not. In the, in the thing they said, you can make a crown that's worthy of Liliana. I'm like, oh, fancy. But it makes sense that you'd use it for fucking Monarch. Uh, and then WizKids will be attending where folks can paint mini figs uh, to take home, as us, as well as there will be some scheduled events like panels where kids can draw with magic artists. Maybe this is where we are going to get our... Um, uh, what Fucking the secret layer. Extra life. Maybe oh, this man. is where we're going to get our new Extra Life ones for next year. Actually, no, that should be coming up here pretty soon, isn't it? No, it's it's in the fall. Extra Life, yeah. Yeah. We just had theirs. They just had their Extra Life in like November or October yep. or something so, like that. Yeah, that uh, that wraps that up. I mean, obviously, they're, that's kind of the big event, so that's what we're going to focus on for a little bit here. Probably next week we'll start diversifying our upcoming events again. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, time for the news. The news. The news. Oh, starting off, uh, there is an arena bug. Starting off the news section this week, we have a fun article from Wargamer.com talking about a bug on Arena. The article states that Reddit user GrumpyGrandpa7 made a post on the Magic Arena subreddit with two pictures of cards asking, how the fuck am I supposed to play like this? Uh, the pictures in the post are of Igna, Rune Eye, 
Runeyes and Fiera Judge Valor in their Keldheim Showcase frame, both having a different power toughness box in the lower right hand of the card, and the box inside of it has a rhombus-looking design. There's a boop picture here, and I'll pop up for those watching the live stream so you can see. That's what it looks like. And uh, so essentially just reading the card doesn't explain the card, at least in the power toughness sense of the card. Upon further investigation, Wargamer, uh, they also figured out a few more Keldheim creature cards with, uh, were experiencing this particular bug. And yeah, there's a few more cards that we'll go over here in a second, but those Keldheim cards are Eska, God of the Tree, Vorinclex, Monstrous, Raider, and Toski, Bearer of Secrets, all in their Keldheim showcase frame experiencing this bug which is wild. And it just came with like the latest update. And as of this evening, I didn't see if, uh, I, haven't se I haven't seen if uh, Magic Arena has stated that they're coming out with an update or they're aware of this problem. I haven't seen anything either. Okay. So. Um, but another card art variant experiencing a bug in Arena is the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Yukio-e lands where the mana symbol and the Japanese texts are missing. And that one is up on, boop, right there. So if you got those lands, you got them in your deck, don't worry. It's just a bug with this latest update. Hopefully in the next week or so, there'll be more information or an update fixing that to those that use these cards. Are we, got, are we on to the long bit of the news now? The long bit of the news. The That's long it. bit of the news. That Matt's going to have to probably help out with quite a bit because I have not had a chance to read this at all. Perfectly fine. So we've got some updates from the RC, the Commander RC, which is the Rules Committee. So they have... Hold on, those unaware, they're in charge of the Commander format. Ah. They make the rules, hence the Rules Committee. Well, that's, that's why I prefaced it with Commander Rules Committee. No, I'm just emphasizing so that way people don't miss it. Oh, so... Every time we talk about the rules committee, we should emphasize the fact that this is for commander only. This is for commander only. <laughs> okay. The commander rules committee only makes rules for commander. Yes. And they're a committee. Yes. A committee of people who make rules for commander. Yeah. F a fun fact as well, in case you didn't know, there's the underlings underneath them that are called the CAG. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on with this shit. Come on. Yeah, Danny's saying Niv is it. <laughs> All right. So, um, they they continuously try to make sure they are monitoring things and post out updates. So this does include things like bannings, um, changing of things for the format itself, and all that kind of jazz. So, um, yeah, they've they've posted this out. Really, there's like I said, I haven't had a chance to read this at all. So, if you've got a better idea of how to explain this article not in full word-for-word -word detail it's all on you man okay um they, they first <laughs> mentioned that uh with the passing of sheldon that they want to hold his memory and stuff through the formats and being vibrant and social with it as well um they're talking about complexity and diversity. Uh, Commander in 23 was marked by an often overwhelming injection of new cards into the format. The format gained a little less than 2,000 new cards, which is slightly less than 2022, and 398 of those were legendary creatures, which <laughs> is what, like almost 40 per, or 20% 
of the cards, I think, is uh, almost legendary creatures. Yeah, I think it's almost 20%. Yeah. And um, so they mentioned that this led so, to... That's almost a new legendary card. There's just over one new legendary card for each day of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way to Fucking put it. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that is... Uh, this is a uh, huge thanks to MTG DS on Twitter for helping gather this data. Uh, they are a good, fo- they're a good fun uh, follow on Twitter. I will second that MTG yep. uh, DS that data science. They, if you like graphs, follow him, them. Danny's saying, read it, read it, read it. Yes. <laughs> um, this has led to a drastic change in player behavior. Ten years ago, for example, uh, many have made possible to maintain the encyclopedic knowledge of every new card, as well as the most common strategies associated with common commanders. Today, that's near impossible. The deluge of new cards, combined with their complexity, has more has uh, the most experienced players asking what cards do multiple times per game. This has uh, three predictable three predictable outcomes, all of which we're seeing today. This was a very Intense point, I thought, here. So the game, the format has a steeper learning curve and a higher cognitive load. Do you, you want to make a comment on this? Because I got, I got a comment. Fucking Magic is a complex thinking game now. Oh, I mean, it was a complex thinking game before, <laughs> 100%. But yes, the wordiness. Uh, how many times, like, when we're playing Spell Table, I know I got to, like, pull oh, up Jesus Scryfall Christ. specifically for cards just to make sure I read... The uh, so I can see the the card at all time, like if it's a new one, and I'm like, hey, I Dude, understand it, what this is doing, and then to see true. if there's any like rules updates at the bottom because Scryfall shows like any uh, specific rules that regard that card, yeah, so that way I can understand. It's bonkers, like, and the two there are the people that are really good at just obviously you build the deck, you know how the deck is supposed to run, so them being able to know that how the interaction is supposed to work, I'm gonna trust somebody who's piloting their deck. Yeah. How many times have I been like, okay, man, I'm, I'm trusting that you're going to do the thing <laughs> and you know what it's going to do. Yeah, and like, oh, Jesus Christ. So it's it's nutter butter. So like, yeah, the game has become more and more complex and that's, I should say, it's become more and more diverse, which doesn't necessarily mean complexity. It just means, like they said in the article, you can't really have the encyclopedic knowledge that you might have had before. Yes, yes, that is very true. Like um, even 32 decks being built and playing eight other precons that have different mechanics in them. There are some mechanics that I go, wait, how does, how does that fucking mechanic work again? Is, I, is this how it works again? Or is it, am I thinking of a different mechanic? I want to, I want to do a test. I want to have you play as many games with all of your decks as you can. And then if we had a way to see how mushy your brain would be at the end of that, Jesus, <laughs> I'd Christ. love to test that because anybody, anybody, would we, like we might have, have to do like uh, we'll have to get one of these um, like just nonstop magic playing weekends happening, and that would probably be the only way I could feasibly get as many of the thirty-two done played as possible. Uh, number two, the format is more diverse than it has ever been. Hence, with all the the cards, like yep. there's definitely a lot of different various. I mean, with almost with twenty percent new legendary creatures. A lot of those decks are getting made right. and stuff. Uh, strategies changing up. Uh, number three, even more gameplay is improvised on the spot rather than practice for. I don't I'm, know how big of a thing that is. Like, I always felt Commander was very improvised unless you got like a fuck ton of tutors in your deck. Yeah, and I mean, even there too, like I think about like when I first started building Commander decks to doing this 32 challenge, 
I don't always have some of the staples in there anymore. Like I might not have like land stuff being put aside. Like I will always try to make my land base work as well as it can. Yes. Um, but I don't always have as many tutors. I don't like, there are definitely some of my decks with red in it that I probably should have put in Jessica's will that I just haven't. But it's like a thirty dollar card. There's that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a but put that, put that in a few decks, and it's like yeah. oh, that's a lot more money than I want to be spending on this shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the improvised but, thing. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing I can think of that they're maybe talking about there for practicing for is things like CDH. Maybe they're kind of referring to that improvisedness is becoming more on the casual side. I don't know. Uh, we got a Mew asking, more improvised in that you play it with random people rather than a st- uh, static group. I guess I just thought like you're improvising like so many different cards that they're all going to do different things and you can't like have a thing for a card specifically that you're thinking that you're going to... If they're I mean, talking they're... about improvising with ran- a group of randos, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would say, like maybe they're talking about instead of having somebody building a deck specifically to counteract matt's mill deck type of a thing i don't know like sometimes i still throw in like a one one card like this is in this deck one i need to fill up one more slot two it works within the colors three it maybe kind of works within the theme but this card will ruin anthony (laughs) this card will ruin matt this is the special slot the slot that ruins this card is has blue in its picture, and Danny will be pissed by it. Like, you gotta have those slots, exactly. But I don't know. Let's see. I don't. I don't recall if they actually talked about like the random bit, like the improvised bits on there. I do know they they did have a comment on like the uh, the steep learning curve in the past yeah. years. Uh, they said that there are no shortages of avenues to get people to start learning and playing widely available. We built pre-constructed decks that can allow anyone to sit down and enjoy a game to grasp it and stuff. While Commander will never be the ideal way to learn the basics of magic, a focus on the fun of the game goes a long way in carrying a player through the initial confusion. I think somebody was talking recently, or not talking, like posting, about like Commander is now the worst way to teach someone magic. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got all these precon decks. It's easy to get into magic through Commander, but it's not easy to teach magic through Commander because of a lot of these cards that are. You know, you know what a great way to learn how to play magic is. What is that, Gary? Through some of the wonderful kits that come from Magic Kids. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor. Really great. Hashtag fucking... hashtag Kelly. Please let us be a sponsor. <laughs> Kelly, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know they do go into it too a little bit more. While you've been talking, I've been able to get a little bit of reading ahead while you're on that main part. Oh, okay. okay. But uh, more events. There are more events centered around playing Commander. We've just talked about one coming up. Magicon mm-hmm. is a very heavily, like, yes, they will have other constructed events. They will have other limited events in that. But there is such a big focus on Commander with that Commander Fest. Like and then do we get dates for that or anything yet? They no, they just men- they okay. just mentioned Commander Fest in here. Okay, um, but then you've got things at local game stores. More game stores are having Commander nights. Yeah, or with, even with special prizes, and stuff. or even just hey, we're doing Commander League at Paradox. We're doing a Commander League at J Dubs. We're doing whatever. So many more events, which allows you to show up and play, which is great. 
Um, but then also getting feedback to wizards on cards, which yes. is a great thing. It like they can't fix cards with the commander rules committee, the people that sit on a committee that make rules about the format of commander only. Yes. And underneath them they have these people called the keg. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they they do bring up things like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe try this a little bit more. Like here, the best example I would say, even though there's probably still a little bit of ways to go. Matt, what's the worst com- color to play in Commander, like ever? The worst color to play, like if we're playing like mono color. Yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask because I think they're all very balanced. Someone's gonna say like white or red, but it's white. like white has so much to it now they've given they've like given it an adrenaline shot arguably exactly and that's what a lot of people have been complaining about like the 2020 to 2020 2020 to 2022 time frame heard a lot of complaints coming about white like white doesn't have as much card draw white doesn't doesn't have as much (laughs) i am you (laughs) <laughs> yes, my white player. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have as much diversity when it comes to things like you think about green. Green, like I'm sitting and thinking about one of my green decks where it's like it has the great henge in it, and I play in elves with the new pod that I can play with every once in a while. Like, cool. I have an artifact that gains me life, gives me mana, makes my creatures bigger, and gives me card draw. All on one fucking card? Yeah. Sick. White doesn't have that all the time. So, you know, stuff like that being brought up. So then, you know, maybe things somewhere down the road get changed for certain colors, color schemes, anything like that. So, I don't know. I do think that uh, the rules committee is definitely going to be having their hard tie still with wizards as they're working on cards uh one of the biggest like interactions in uh the past few years that i can think of was uh when wizards still went through with creating lutri the otter the spell chaser or whatever from ikoria they knew that they were going to be making that rules committee was like this is just a free card in commander and they preemptively banned that and stuff which kind of leads nicely into the ban list explanation project which this one kind of has uh, the status is complete on that one. Um, so they say that one of the key principles they focus on this year is documenting in, 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 in situational knowledge. Institutional. Cap- institutional. Institutional. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard. It's Ca- okay. We ca- all struggle. Capturing an enduring record of all things that we have in our brains so that they're not exclusively communicated and often distorted by word of mouth. Years ago, we identified an opportunity to do this by modifying the official commander ban list to include short, easy-to-understand explanations for why each card earned its spot on the ban list. Previously, the best way to research these topics was to dig through our old ban list announcements, read articles written by Sheldon or other members of the Rules Committee. Today, we are happy to announce that these modifications have been made to the ban list page. We drew heavily from the archived announcements on mtg nexus and stuff so they just updated a lot of the words to make it there yep um but then the the rules committee is trying to become a 501 c3 status yeah official uh fundraising not fundraising um non-profit non-profit there we yep. go that's what it is so they're they're working on that right now um that stuff is still ongoing which leads into the goals uh goal number one is to complete the 501 c3 admin tasks so um Long story short, becoming a 501 501c3 uh, kind of just makes it so that way 
you can do fundraising and there there are protections for you and for the money that is being raised. Yeah. Kind of it's a very simplistic way of putting it. It's the same thing as like what Magic Kids is. Yep. Like they are a 501c3 uh, um, organization. Yeah. But then uh the next two goals for the next year is philosophy and operations and last year's state of format article Sheldon shared a preview of some potential changes to the format philosophy. It doesn't represent a shift in the f- philosophy. We will always be the format that focuses on creativity, self-expression, and having fun, but see opportunity for improved um, articulture and of our goals and priorities. The work is ongoing and requires a bit more polishing before we're ready for publication. And then the RC stream. Um, the Thursday games on Twitch uh, will continue to be some of the most direct contact that the RC will have with on online player base. So going into the new year, they are aiming to be more consistent with their schedule involving faster paced games, featuring the entire RC along with special guests from across the community. Uh, They're looking for more opportunities to grow and interact with the great community and join these streams. Have you watched any of the RC streams before? I've gotten like one or two in the past. They're pretty fun to watch. I mean, it's It's the RC guys playing. So, but Speaking of uh, the overabundance of new cards, hey, guess what? We've got all of the winter drop now. Woo! So uh, I think the easiest way to do this is we'll talk about all the big bundle purchases after we talk about the little bundles. Little bundles. Little bundles. Fuck you, Anthony. That is not creative. <laughs> you creativity. <laughs> Just rubbing some salt there. Just trying to piss me off tonight he's not even here <laughs> fucker well uh should we talk about the uh the, the, was, the returning the top arguably was, the fan favorite i was gonna say let's let's cover the easiest thing the easiest thing to get out of the way first children the differences between the foils and the non-foil pricing okay, okay. all okay. the all the foils and i even confirm this all the single Bundles, not the, the like the bundle bundles, okay? All the single bundles, foils, $39.99. Non-foil, $29.99. Now, children! That's right. You can have your second helpings of Just Add Milk. The, the cereal box cards are back, and we've got four new ones, which... <laughs> Did they? They did. Did they make? They made another ad. They made another commercial. Too. Fuck yes. We can't. I, I doubt we can watch it live. No. Currently, so we'll we'll just have the, the video there, There's a video. Watch the fucking video. Will Mog returns. I God fucking damn it! I knew it. <laughs> I fucking Children, knew it. <laughs> let me tell you about this delicious surrey sweetness. Okay. Anyway, so we have Sakashima of a thousand faces. We have. <laughs> For those of you who don't speak Yargle, that's Yargle. We have... <laughs> I can't fucking say it. This is tough. We got Kirk the Thumbless and Adrix and Niv <laughs> Twin Casters. He can't even fucking hold the goddamn... It's not even a spoon! <laughs> He's got a fucking pitchfork! For fuck's sakes. The, uh... No, it's a spoon. That's a shoulder plate that you see right there. On the top. The way the art, it, it does fucking look, looks like it's a pitchfork. That would have been hilarious if it was actually a pitchfork <laughs> and stuff. But, like, just like last oh time, these, um, 
these uh, serial drop boxes are double faced and there's a puzzle on the back that you can follow you can do you can actually do uh, if you want to market the card yourself uh, do that at your own risk but that um, is a possibility but one thing with these cards just like the uh, the first renditions of them uh, they can't be played in any sanctioned events yes so just be aware of that well honestly when it comes to a, a lot of the cards it's like I don't know, probably gonna play them in commander yeah it's just commander so. with your buddies that don't give a fuck exactly but all right, so the next one uh, we did we have gotten to talk about this one, but uh, hard boiled thrillers. So this is where um, those nice like horror murder mystery covers are. So uh, reconnaissance, Jace, wielder of mysteries, black market, dire under undercurrents, and Obek, brute chronologist are in this one, and then. We have the showcase murders at Karloff Manor. Yeah. So these are getting that uh, that dossier treatment. They do look good. They do. Um, why don't you take these ones, Matt? So as uh, we mentioned last week, Gonti Lord of Luxury. The art for it was shown, and it, it's it's confirmed. The other cards we got are Villas Broker of Blood, which is honestly a really cool demon yeah. card that I like that I don't play as often as I want to. Uh, Anawan the Rune Thief. I have an Anawan deck. All. 100% pre-con stock. Haven't changed it, but it still, wrong kicks, still kicks ass. People complain about that. Nothing wrong with that. And then we have Grenzo Dungeon Warden, all in the dossier format here. Bottom of your deck matters on that one. All right, so then the next one we have up here is the Prismatic Nightmares edition. So this one, I think, this one is one of the ones that I might buy some singles out of, and it's just going to honestly be one. Can you guess which one? Can I guess which one? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read them all, and then you tell me which one you think it is. Okay. okay. I think I know all what right. it is. So the first one is uh, Arcane Denial. Then we have Nightscape Familiar, Reign of Filth, Simeon Spirit Guide, and Prince of Thralls. So I'm a big fan of all these cards. Yeah. But I think you're the biggest fan of the Simeon Spirit Guide. Yeah, I do need a new monkey. Yeah. I need a new monkey. <laughs> All these are great cards. The Prince of Thralls looks fucking fabulous. Good good work. Artwork by Graham. Does it say their name on the top here? Oh, it does not. We got to look closely. There you go. Graham Yarrington. That name sounds familiar. Have we talked we've talked about Graham Yarrington? I feel like we have. On on the podcast before. I can't remember why. If you can remember why, let us know. Yep. All right. So then the penultimate uh Word of the day for you. That means second to last. Is the Thank you, beauty, beauty of the beasts. So here's what we got. Felidar Guardian, uh, Purgan Drake, Spirit of Yawning Depths. Serpent. Thank you. <laughs> Serpent. Scourge of Volcus and uh, uh, Jesus fucking Christ, Hydra. Valorius. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Verocious? Yep. One of those days. It's one of those days. Words are hard, dude. Yeah. Words are hard. You just had the words are hard moment. I, now I did. Rowan Elias here, just knocking it out of the park with these. I think a lot of people are super hyped about the Felidar Guardian because that's like a really playable card in yeah. uh, constructor formats. But then in Commander, 
Peregrine Drake. Peregrine Drake was like a cheap card. I think it's like a dollar common, and now this one's probably going to be like a five dollar rare potentially. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's not like It'll locking locking it in place. The right. Hydra is definitely one of those cards that I've been looking for for a certain deck. Um, so this might be a get that one. I think the I think the real money card out of this one is going to be the Scourge of Alcus because dragons are just super popular. Yeah, followed so, then probably by Hydras. All right, and then to the last little uh, bundle, the little set that actually does have some controversy with it uh, that we will go over. <gasps> controversy? <gasps> What's the controversy? I don't know. We'll get over it. <gasps> oh, <laughs> looky there. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that. Yep. Uh, Deception update. Divination Bundle. Um, <laughs> so this one does come with a wall of omens, circular logic, screaming symmetry. Scheming. It looks like screaming. <laughs> it does. Someone, uh, side note, Wall of Omens, someone was made a post as like, it looks like Wall of Otters. Son of a bitch, it does. <laughs> yep. Well, and then I was about to say Prince of Progress, but it's Price of Progress. <laughs> and then Eternal Witness. Uh, so the controversy. Yeah, what's the controversy, Gabe? The controversy me. is. Uh, Give me the oh, tea. Oh, look, look. Here's my tea. Oh, look. It happens to be even nicely worded. Four on the Secret Lair website. You ready? A copy of the card Circular Logic found in Deception Divination Drop was inadvertently printed as a sorcery. Yes, it's an instant spell speed. Hold on, should we we read what Circular Logic does here? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, uh, two and a blue, uh, according to the Deception uh, Secret Lair here, it's a sorcery that reads counter target spell unless its controller pays one for each card in your graveyard and it has madness for a blue meaning that as you discard this card you can pay a blue to cast it from yeah. you can exile and then cast it from exile that's weird yeah, yeah, um, great great sorcery spell yeah, I was speed. about to say the one thing I mentioned there sorcery a counter sorcery speed counter spell <laughs> so you can still cast it at instant and the oracle text remains accurate uh, the air is found in both the foil and non-foil vo- versions as a token of our embarrassment, embarrassment, please enjoy a $5 discount on this drop. So uh, the, the reason I saw about this was a prof from Tellurian Community College. Yeah, you're saying. Um, I, th- I think this was on Facebook. I don't think it was a tweet. Oh. Uh, but uh, basically just commented and posted a picture of Circular Logic. So can I play this at flash speed? Flash speed. Did somebody fuck up that bad that on a secret layer printing the wording is wrong? Yep, yep. Yeah, that happened. So uh, the, the few of the things that I saw online for people uh, like cropping out the uh, well, we messed up tweet that they made with the AI stuff yep. from the other week and stuff, <laughs> and just like having that right there with the the circular logic. Yep. And this, of course, brought up a lot of discourse <clears throat> in the Magic community talking about the um, oh, not the pro- what's the there, there's a word. What does the word explain? Uh, the the quality quality control. There we go. There we go. The quality control of Magic. Uh, cards and stuff and like how uh, something like this kind of fell through the crack and you got everyone talking about the fact it's like oh <laughs> this has flash right yep. uh, everyone's talking about like they're, they're still making too many cards that this stuff is slipping through the cracks exactly so, so. It's, it's just one of these things 
All right, but let's talk about some of the bundles. Some of the bundles. Are you ready for the bundles? The bundle, bundle, the Bun- bundle, bundle, bundle. Oh, see, I'm going to start at the bottom. Bundle. I'm going to start at the bottom and work up to the bundle, bundle, bundle. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so the first bundle, uh, there is a foil and non-foil version of it. Is the beastly breast breakfast omens bundle? <laughs> beastly breakfast. Breakfast. Uh, so this will have the uh, just add milk. It'll have the beauty of the beast, and it will have the five dollar discounted um, uh, deception divination bundles in there. Is um, this so? Is this actually five dollar discounted even on the bundles? I don't know. I don't. So like on the site, like just oh, it does have the five dollar bundle discount. On the pricing, okay. Does it? It just says here. I'm talking on the the actual just the deception divination. Yeah, that one does. Yeah. But for the bundle here, it, uh, the the text in here says the copy of this card circular logic drop was inadvertently. I don't think printed. there's a discount. It doesn't on this say one. that this one has no. the discount. I'm just saying it has the discounted. Mm-hmm. It has the discounted bundle in it, whether it's actually discounted or not. I yeah, don't know. It doesn't look like it's discounted for the. Five I was bucks trying like to be fucking clever, Matt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just trying to help <laughs> report accurately. <laughs> All right, and then the, uh, so the foil of this one is right now sitting at ninety four dollars ninety nine cents, and the non foil sixty four dollars ninety nine cents. Uh, the next two bundles, which again will have the same pricing for the foil non foil bundles, is the dark mysteries bundle. So this will have the uh, now I got to remember the names. The, the hard boiled oh. thrillers. The Showcase Murders of Karloff Manor, and then... Prismatic Nightmares. There we go. Thank you. Gotcha, boo. Um, so those three are in there. And then let's head on up to the next set of bundles. All right, are you ready? The All the Savory Non-Foils Bundle. This has every single secret layer in the Winter Super Drop for the low, low price of $129.99. But I hear you saying, but I want them sweet, sweet Brangles. Don't worry. You can have all the sweet foils in the all the sweet foils bundle. I didn't do that on purpose. For $179.99. But you know what? You're just a whirl, as they say. Um, and you want everything. You want the whole menu. Well, good thing they've got a bundle just for you. Everything on the menu, but everything on the menu bundle. Comes with everything, foil, non-foils. You want them, you got them for the low, low price of two hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. And then there are certain bundles out of this secret layer super drop that are eligible to get the Scorpion God promo card. That would be the all sweet foils bundle, the all savory non-foils, and the everything on the menu. Get that because they are, they need to be over, how much money? Get one with purchase, oh, of select bundles. Yeah, it's select bundles this time. It's not a price range. Oh, shit. So So does the Dark Mystery get that? I doubt it. It's under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna guess anything over a hundred bucks gets you it then because that's what it is. The, The Dark Mystery does not give you the scare of God. So in other words, you don't have to spend money. You just have to buy the right product. Can we just mention here real quick that this is the second time that they have the Scarab God as the promo card, but not the DJ 
Scarab God yeah. that was from it last year or whatever. Exactly. They now have it in the same art style as what we were talking about with the Ren and Six yep. from last week. That's going to be the Magicon Secret Lair. Kind of looks like Adventure Time. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's how you're describing it. It looks cool. Yeah. If you want a Scarab God, this this is your chance to get a Scarab God. Yeah. And but, a bunch uh, of other cards. But uh, you thinking any of these bundles reaching out to you other than the cereal box one? So you can say children <laughs> again. It's good. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, uh, Anthony's pointing out. I said Scarab God. It's the Scorpion God. Oh, yep. There we go. I'm fucking just losing my mind here. Yes, it's the Scorpion God. Look at that there. If I would have looked closer, it would have... Reading the card explains the card. Got to get that right. Not the Scarab God, the Scorpion God. Little unfortunate that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it still looks cool, though. Yeah. But uh, as for bundles that speak to me, I don't know. One thing I find about Secret Layers is, like, I got to, like, really be in, like, the art of them. And all these are cool art. I don't think I'm going to get any of the bundles, if anything, I don't know, maybe I'd get, like, a single or two. Like, I like the idea of uh, the Anawan and the Villas from the showcase Murders of Karlov Manor, just those cards as well. The yeah. Prismatic Nightmare, maybe. Yeah. This is definitely going to be a, like, I'm going to buy singles off of the secondary market unless somebody buys, like, the Prismatic Nightmares and goes, I don't really want the Simic or the the spirit guide. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Take it off your hands. Like the wall of omens. Cool. Like, but the art isn't really, I'd, I would rather have the double masters full art yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I mean, the secret layers are secret layers. Um, like, we've pri- talked about it many times. The arts and the bundles and the secret layers aren't going to be for everybody. And this just maybe happens to be one where neither of us, that are here presently are like, fuck yes, give me. Here's my money. Take it now. Like, I'll buy some of these on the singles market. A few things to note with these, remember, is that uh, Secret Layers... Limited stock now. Limited stock. But the limited stock uh, does seem to be a lot, potentially, on them banking on... Like, they they had the data research, as they talked about. I think we talked about it last week or the week before with it. They got the data research. They're kind of guessing of what's going to be, like, a top seller and what probably is not. And if I had to guess, I think maybe that they're thinking the Prismatic Nightmare is probably not going to be the best-selling. Murders of Karlov and the Hard Boiled and for sure the uh, Just Add Milk are going to be, like, the... I would believe the top three sellers in here. For sure, the, yeah. the Just Add Milk is going to probably be the one where they, they printed a lot. They were expecting there to be a lot. So because they got these, again, prints, uh, printed ahead, you'll be able to get them in your hands faster. With the last Super Drop, or the last like Secret Lair that was kind of this, people were able to get that Commander deck in their hands like within two days of making the order, even after it was... Which, I mean, it's a cool thing, but at the same time... I talked about it enough last week. Why? Just why? Commander, Magic players want that crack now. They want to open that shit now. You know what? You know what? Sometimes I liked not having it right in my hands because then I could go, you know, six months later, package opens up or arrives at the door. And I go, oh, 
I ordered that like six months ago. It's finally here now. <laughs> a little a little delayed gift to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or I, or it's more so a delayed, how do I explain this to my wife? How do I explain this to my wife? Well, that seems that seems easy. It's like, honey, I ordered this six months ago. Remember we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't always work now. It, do, it can't work anymore now. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's like if this one, if, if you get one from here, it's like we talked about this six months ago. Really? Did we? You might get in trouble for that one. No, because she might actually check, fact checked me on this now, <sighs> because I've talked about I've talked about. You've, <laughs> she doesn't always listen when I talk about magic stuff, but there are some things that I, like pop up that just like I'll read the article. And go, Whoa, that's dumb. She goes, what? <laughs> Okay, so I know you're not going to care, but I need to talk out loud about this and just work it through it in my head. Um, but I need to do that while talking outside outside of my own head. And she goes, okay, do I need to contribute to this conversation? <laughs> no, just listen. Okay. And I, like when they announced Secret Lair was not going to do the make-to-order or anymore, and it was all going to be pre-order, like pre-made, pre-stocked up. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be able to get your car. Oh no. How will we survive? <laughs> like honestly, I think this would only probably piss me. I think it'll just piss me off more when it comes to things like that I really want and those will be the times that everyone really wants it so it's going to sell out fucking quick. Yeah. Well, so far, um I do want to say that the second helpings set- Every, everything still is in stock. Yeah. Limited stock. Uh, it just says know. limited it, stock. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing. So I was going to point that up. So it says limited stock on that one. But if you go down to like prismatic nightmares, oh, they do. Say, they all say limited. They stock, all my say. Friend. I thought that I thought there was nope. one that I saw that didn't say limited stock. Okay, they all they are all limited. Say stocks. limited stock, my friend. So I thought I was going to say it gives you a little. Thought indication. you were going to say something smart. I thought you? I was going to say something smart, but no, the, the the website proved me wrong there. There we go. Straight up proved me wrong. So yeah, yeah. Right. there's there's your secret layer there, magic folks. Uh, twenty seven days, five hours, twenty eight minutes at the time of recording is uh, if you want to get on some of these. Yep, that's for sure. How much time you have? Yeah, you might have less. Yeah, if they sell out or not. Okay, are we ready to the final part of this recording? What's the final part? Everyone's favorite game. We really need like game show music for this maybe we should work on it for me i gotta i gotta i gotta just uh give in to danny and get, get the soundboard the soundboard. Get the soundboard so we are going to play the weekly winners game uh matt are you playing or am i playing you playing you playing let's uh, give you a chance to get back up on the board give me on the, yeah give me give me a chance give me another All chance right. give me another chance <laughs> So the weekly winners game is a game where we utilize the wonderful resource known as MTG Stocks and their weekly winners article. Now, this article does come out on Fridays. We record on a Mondays, and this article talks about three to four cards that are moving up in price and three to four cards that are moving down in price. Now, the fun part that we've liked to play on this is because sometimes we don't always get the chance to read the article, or now we get to the point where we purposely don't read the article. Clearly amusing. We need the quiz show music from Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. <sighs> Would we get in trouble for using that? I know Find you Find something inspired by it. I know we get I know people get in trouble for using the Jeopardy. Isn't that one of the big ones that you get in trouble for? I think that's royalty free now. I don't know. Is it really? I don't know. Okay, we'll have to look it up. We'll find some music. Hold on. S- side tangent here real quick. 
is the is the 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 big game super litigious of people using the term the bull that is super because everybody's been referring it to as the game like you see billboards of stuff of like for the big game and it has like all the stuff there's always oh, the, like is super bowl is, trademarked yeah is like nfl really keen on like shutting that shit down i don't fucking know okay you mean the game where all the Swifties are going to come out and say, "Oh my God, it's a Taylor Swift concert! Look at, look at what she did with the Chiefs! All because of her, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl." Have you heard some of the conspiracy theories on this? Shit? Oh my God, it's so. Back to the game. <laughs> we'll talk about this but, week in conspiracies later. I would love to. Trent, Trent! Oh my God, Trent! We got a topic for you, bro. Okay, so. Uh, the way this game will work is I'm going to read the card, um, name the card, say how much it's gone up in price um, as of Friday, double-check the price as of today, and then read what the card does. Matt's objective is to, one, name the format that is causing this card to move up in price. And then he needs to name the deck that is causing it to go up, meaning... If we're playing like, if we're talking like modern legacy, he at least needs to give us the as close as he possibly can to the archetype of the deck. And as close as I get will get me like point one of a point. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be nice to you this we're, week. We're being honest. We're being honest. Gonna try to be nice to you. And by nice to you, I mean I'm gonna fucking rail you, sir. Okay. Um, and then the second part that he needs to get the first part right for is that archetype or you know in the in the case of commander or oathbreaker you need to give us you need to give us the commander okay okay so here we go the first card dream chisel went up 101% as of friday sitting at $4.99 and the average price which is what people are trying to sell it for today is $7.79. The market price, which is what people are actually buying it for, is $4.75. Foils of this card, because it is from Onslaught, are very expensive and somewhat limited. Uh, sit at $28. And European average is $0.87. All-time low for this card, $0.32. All-time high, $9.48. Okay. Uh, there are no other printings of this card. Yep. And this card reads, for two colorless mana, you get an artifact. Face down creatures spells you cast cost one less to play. Now, this is legal in uh, Vintage, Commander, Legacy, Oathbreaker, and Penny. It's legal in Penny. Which is a moto-only format. Yep, it's legal in Penny. So, good sir, can you... Name that format. Uh, Commander, and it's because of the disguise mechanic, and I think it's the Merfolk deck or disguise. I can't remember the name of that Commander, but I know that there's a couple other like legendary disguise. But we're saying Commander, but sticking with the the at no, uh, Bant the Bant disguise deck because it's Bant. That's the disguise deck, right? Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> The disguise deck. You're going Bant? Bant. The the precon. I'm gonna go with the precon that's disguise. I'm pretty sure it's Bant that's that's the disguise one. You're going Bant. Bant in Commander. Okay. Whatever the Bant guy, the Merfolk is. Okay, you're going Merfolk. Merfolk Bant. The, the the disguise one specifically that just came out of Murders of Karloff. Okay. Okay. I feel like I gotta be extra specific here. Okay. 
Uh, first, uh, let's take a momentary break before we announce your score to see what the current scoreboard sits. We're not going to do it at the end. Nope. Kay. We're going to do it right now, and then we'll do it again at the end. The double tap. Yep. Okay. So starting off the year, 2024, uh, I am at 1.1 points. Yep. There you go. Anthony is at 1.5 points. There you go. And Garrett uh-huh. standing at a very beautiful, full, well-rounded, almost the full Monty. Almost got the full Monty. 2.5. There we go. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> give yourself half a point for this one. Uh, it what? is Commander. Bullshit! The specific commander that was named is actually not one of the precons. What? It is a Trotta Deadly Fugitive. <laughs> okay, okay. I knew that there's other fucking disguise ones. There's other disguise ones. I'm not I'm not that upset. I'm not that upset. I should have fucking. Stuck. It, it did. It you know you did. That's why I was like trying to be specific with you and like mildly give you hints. Like, dude, maybe rethink what you want your answer to be. Oh, <sighs> uh, but yes, it does have a lot to do with the disguise mechanic. Now, if this were a non-commander format, I would have given it to you because you went with the archetype. It did. So, it did. but commander, I do need the commander. Yeah, All right. Yeah, fair. So number two is Phyrexian Tower specifically. This is the Urza Saga printing. Okay. So this is specific to its printing. It is sitting at $99.99. It went up 89% as of Friday. Now, as of today, this exact copy, the average price is $85. Market price is $38.46. And European average is €28.71. Yes, you did catch that correctly. There's no foil printing of this one, okay? Because it's from Urza Saga. Now, the all-time low of this specific version, $10.66. All-time high was last week, $99. Jesus. So, yes, there are other printings of this. There is a jumpstart. There is even a secret layer uh, that is the uh, Dracula's tomb. There's the list version, which actually has the same art as the one we're talking about right now. And then there's the Ultimate Masters version. And then there is a non-tournament legal world championship deck version. Now, for that low, low price of $38.46, which is what people are trying to buy it for, uh, you get this card, Legendary Land, that is legal in Legacy, Historic, Vintage Commander, uh, and Oathbreaker, and Brawl. And timeless and historic. I don't care about the arena formats. And yet you read them. Yeah, I know, because you (laughs) scrolled to them and caught my attention. You get a legendary land that reads, tap to add colorless mana. Tap, sacrifice creature, get two black mana. Now, good sir, can you name that format? Is there, isn't there like a combo going around... Oh no, but that doesn't adapt the land. Does this just start it off in Commander? But this is this is just the specific printing. The rest are slowly moving up. Yep. I think it's but it has to be going off of uh, locking in on Commander. And I can't I don't know a lot of the cards in Murders of Karlov Manor, so I'm probably gonna get fucked over by this one. Um Oh man. <laughs> I was really hoping to get like a full point on this one. I was like, oh yeah, Phyrexian Tower. I could probably guess that. If I had to guess, which I do have to guess. 
just part of the game, that it is... God, I'm going to be so pissed if it is part of this combo thing because there's like a sack make mana. But I think you need Astronaut's Altar is the thing because you, you, you continuously sack. Does this thing do it? It's a, it's a commander sack deck from some new card from Murders of Karlov Manor. I understand going into this, I got the, my best chance is like half a point for just guessing commander. See, this is like, and I'm even rereading the article bit, okay? Oh, are they not clear either? So I don't know how to point this one. Because here's the thing. Oh. It doesn't really say commander. <gasps> oh, no. So this one, this is going to take the exception of normally not reading this bit, just because sometimes these bits in the article can go a bit long. Okay. Uh, well, not really $80, but all versions of Phyrexian Teller are quickly moving up. The cheapest version now being around $38, but that still comes down from around, or comes from around $20 not too long ago, especially the Urza Saga print, which quickly went up alongside the print of the list. Sorry. From the list. The most likely both are due to both of them having the original art and the old card frame, which are preferred by a lot of players. I think the f I first encountered Phyrexian Tower, Nick Fit decks were still somewhat big as part of the legacy metagame, and that is the well-known combo that I was trying to think out with a veteran explorer, which, if it's put into the graveyard from anywhere, each player may search their library for up to two basic lands and put those lands into play. Each player shuffles his deck afterwards his or her deck after, okay? So you find two lands, then you have five mana available for a large spell. Sure, it would also ramp your opponent, but in a format where dual lands are very prominent, a lot of decks don't even play that many basic lands. Well, Nick Fit itself played several of them. Now, Phyrexian Tower is an amazing deck, or amazing card in the right deck. You can argue that having it to sacrifice a creature is a downside, but in decks that do run Tower, it's almost only an upside. You want to sacrifice creatures anyway, and getting some extra mana in return is icing on the cake, being both an accelerant and a sacrifice outlet that's relatively hard to deal with, which makes it a card wanted by part of the mana base, but also in casual and competitive formats. Funnily enough, when he tried to look and search for Phyrexian Tower on the internet, mainly came across decks from the timeless format on wow. Magic Arena. That's a blind side. Which doesn't exist on paper, so <laughs> it would not have a high effect on the paper uh, pricing. So that being said, I find it hard to pinpoint a good reason for why this card chose to move up in price all of a sudden. While it absolutely is a bonkers card, having a home in a lot of decks, you'd expect a more gradual increase in the price. I don't know what to give myself for this one either. I'm going to give you half a point because you didn't get it wrong, but you didn't get it right. I would have been perfectly fine with a zero on that one. It was very. It, how, how do you how do you guess? It's like it's a good card in commander. Yes, sure, that's what it is, that's and, that, it, and that's exactly where I would have gone, because like I need a Phyrexian Tower for one of my decks, and that's on my wish list. So naturally, 
my brain would automatically go to Commander right now. I think that's what everybody's brain does. Yeah, it's like Legacy and Commander are probably, I mean, Vintage are the only but, decks. The fact that they mention Timeless as the format, I know. though, that's the fucking left. But, that's, that, the but that's, that's an online format only. So like you said, probably very, unless people are playing Timeless in paper now. Well, timeless is close to Legacy, right? Is that the thing there? Because they got like... I don't a, remember. I think, I think that's supposed to be but, like Legacy on a But you know what? Let's let's move on from the confusion of number two for us and go to number three, uh, mana barbs. Okay, and this is the uh, this is the sixth edition, so white border. So on Friday it went up forty six percent, sitting at seven dollars ninety two cents, and for and the average price right now, so what people are trying to sell it for fourteen dollars ninety nine cents market price, two dollars forty six cents. What are you doing? I'm trying to find the name of the card. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm preemptively looking for the, the card that's moving this up. I think, okay. okay. That I think you can keep reading. Okay. Uh, one euro, five cent for the European average. All-time low for this one was 36 cents. All-time high, $14.99. Uh, there are many different versions of this card. Uh, there's the 10th edition. There's the Alpha Beta Collector's Edition. There's the... 30th anniversary edition that is way fucking overpriced <laughs> jesus christ uh fourth edition there's magic 2010 uh, m12 there's revised there's summer magic there's unlimited there's plenty of versions of this card now i hear you saying well what do i get for this card you're right i got you for three colorless and a red you get an enchantment that reads, whenever a player taps a land for mana, mana barbs deals one damage to that player. It's legal in Legacy. It's legal in Modern, in Vintage, and Commander. I'm sure it's legal in Oathbreaker as well. Probably legal in Timeless. Is it? No. Penny. It's legal in Penny. <laughs> so, good sir. Good sir. Can you name that format? Oh man, I don't know if I can name the format. <laughs> Clearly, I did not read this article. <laughs> yep, good. that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Oh, oh, no, it's not that one. Um, oh man, Mana Barbs. It's gonna be Commander. I don't think it's a Legacy okay. deck. You're on Commander. I'm just locking in Commander. It's, right. it's Commander all on the board. I'm fine with 1.5 on here. All right, if that's the case. The card that is doing it. <laughs> there's a thing with lands that I vaguely recall. I know there's that ad, not agitator ants. There's an ant. That like blows up basic lands, but it just blows up basic lands. <laughs> and I'm just trying to remember. Nope. I don't think I know the card. Uh, commander. I, I don't think it's from anything in the commander decks. It's not like anything based on disguise creatures. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. That's elves and wolves. I'm just going to lock it in on commander. I don't know what the red one is. Are we doing like Dominus stuff where there's like, that I miss a, a damage doubling spell or a thing where it's like whenever a player taps land, it deals a damage to them. Are you forcing people's lands tapped? Th those are my guess. That's, the, that's like the archetype, tapping people's lands. Well, remember, if you're locking in a commander. I got to give you a commander. You got to give me a commander. Let's go with Commander in. Uh, well, what's the one that uh, doubles everyone's mana? Uh, 
when it gets Re- tapped. That's not Remixthar. Remixthar deals damage for stealing spells. Two. Oh, fuck. I can't remember it. One, you're currently listening to Matt fumble Ru- over himself. Uh, Ru- Runicthar. Runicthar. Uh, no, it is not Runicthar. It's not Runicthar. Okay. How pissed would you be if it's not Commander? Not pissed at all. <laughs> it is Commander. Oh, thank God. Um, so they give three, um, but the newest one that they talk about is actually out of Ixalan. Okay. So oh. it is Ohir Ox... Oxonil deepest might. It is a red source doubler. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was right with that. So you you had the I, right I, I archetype. Missed, I and missed it again. If it wasn't missed Commander, it. you would have been spot on. Um, it feels funny that it's that bit of a delay there. Yeah. From... And it's yeah, it's just a little bit of a delay. So who knows? But uh, some other ones that get noted are um, uh, your lock of the Scorched Thrash, which is the Jund. Um, Give give players mana, and then Zuzu the Punisher. Um, when a land enters the battlefield or enters play, uh, deals two damage to that land's controller. So obviously, punishing people for having lands. There's there's aside from what your axonal, like there's no real reason this card's moving up like are people just making like jundi red damagey decks i think it's just the red damagey because okay. um the late the n- late last new commander that we could see the benefit from this ability is uh deepest might um it isn't the only commander that likes to ping people and where then it talks about the the two that i just mentioned um yeah fits within okay. the theme Okay. There you go. I've yeah. been perfectly fine getting a zero on that one yep. as well. Well, no, you got you got a half point all the way down. Good Woo. job. So uh, can we get a current before you jump into the cheap pickups? Okay. Score update, sir. Score update with me. With, a, with a reminder that Matt has now played the game twice. twice. I've I played twice. So currently right now I am at 2.6 points. There you go. Point one above you. <laughs> <laughs> point one above you. How do you feel about that point one now? This is going to fuck you at the end of this. No, uh, that's why I, I preface that uh, you have two weeks and I only have one. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas next week, I can just get point five every single time and I would still kick your ass. Uh, Anthony, 1.5. Garrett, 2.5. That's right, baby. Sup? In second place. Hey. Second place on uh, one lap. Let's talk about some cheap pickups. We got Chandra's Awakened Inferno. This is the M20 Chandra of the spell can't be countered, and it gives an emblem at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, the emblem deals one damage to you. You give it to an opponent, that emblem. Uh, it is $4.55 and moving up, and this was picked up by MTG Premium Penny Stocks. Next up is Megus of the Red. This one came out in the Warhammer 40k Commander decks. It's a is it uh, is it four or five that makes instance of sorcery spells cost less and makes tokens when it deals combat damage to a player. Then you have Mystic Gate. The um, which Commander deck is that? C C M M Commander deck version of Mystic Gate, which is the white blue filter it's the, land. It's the Commander Masters. Commander Masters. Yeah. Yeah. 374. Moving down. Moving up. So there you go. Those be the cheap pickups there. 
and that be another episode of This Week in MTG. Garrett, you got anything you want to add to this? I got nothing, man. It was a good show. We had some fun. We had some good chats. Let's quickly mention, just go check out TCG Sniper. They're a oh, great yeah. website. Price tracking. Uh, you sign up. You mentioned that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you. You'll get three months free of their Plus program. Highly worth it. Even just their free one is worth it. Use them if you're interested in following price uh, magic prices. Word, word, hummingbird. Yeah. Well, if you got nothing else you want to add into this, thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 217 of This Week in MTG. As we wrap up another episode, we want to extend our deepest gratitude to our incredible listeners and patrons. Their enthusiasm fuels our passion for all things Magic the Gathering, and we're honored to be a part of this vibrant community. Stay tuned for more exciting updates, discussions, and insights in the world of MTG. Until next time, may your mana be plentiful and your draws ever favorable. Keep gathering those magical moments. See you. Congratulations! You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Ah, yes. Poison. Goose goes poison. It's all coming together.